name's Nick McEwen, and I will not endorse the loot crates, but I do endorse Carla! Carla at your Carla! What really? band are you in? I'm in Living Wizard.
So this is uh, Jared from Kala, and I am here with Joe from Kudo Kuma. That's right. And I am here with John from Conan. Yes. And uh, so you guys are on your, this is the last show. Yeah. We're here at Earthdome. We're actually in the back steps right now. And uh, this is your last show. You guys had a three-day tour together. Yep. And is this your first time here in Japan? It is for me, but not for Joe. Yeah, I, I've lived here for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So this is my fourth time in Japan, but my first time to play here. Okay, yes. okay. So you, you live here currently? No, I live in the UK. Okay, so you lived here before? Yes, I did Japanese at university for four years, three years in Sheffield and one year in Kobe. Mm -hmm. And then after I graduated, I worked in Aomori, up in the north, snow mm -hmm. country, lots of apples. And um, and then I worked in Osaka for six months as an English teacher. Oh, wow. And why did you move back to the UK? Um, oh, it's a very long story. I was meant to be working in Chile, and I ended up washing my passport in the washing machine while I was traveling in LA. And they wouldn't let me on the flight, so I went back home and stayed there, started the band, and then just, you know, England's a good place to do a band in it, really. It's one of the best things about England. Mm -hmm. So there's not many other redeeming qualities, but I guess that's why I'm still there. <laughs> oh, excellent. And John, what are your first impressions? Um, uh, my first impressions are actually that people are nowhere near as shy as I, I thought. Um, everyone told me that people were going to be really shy at the shows and people were like really standoffish and, and um, like they wait till the end and then clap at the end very, <laughs> like very meekly. Mm. But uh, uh, the opposite has been true actually. Last night in Osaka, the, it was pretty crazy, wasn't it? You, uh, you guys started a mosh pit, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And excellent, excellent. In, um, uh, where did we play the night before? Nagoya. Nagoya. That was cool as well. Not Maybe not the same level of intensity. But. So my first impressions are actually that um, everyone's very friendly and not as shy as I thought, and I'm a lot more similar to us in the West than I expected. Only because people have told me otherwise, and uh, they, they, you know, it, it, it ended up not being true what people have told me, which always seems to be the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's the same same experience here when I first came here. Yeah. So, Joe, how would you compare the scene in the UK compared to the scene here? I don't think there is a doom scene in Japan, is there? Really, from what I can tell, you you wouldn't call it by that name. Um, the scene in the UK is great at the moment. It's it's kind of got like a little boom going on, a little peak. Mm. I feel like I mean John's been doing it far longer than I have. I'm still, you know, relatively new to it all. But in the UK, it just feels like it's kind of the subgenre of extreme music that is in fashion right now. Mm -hmm. um, and in Japan, it just feels like there isn't quite the amount of bands or just even just the awareness of it being a thing so much. But that's quite refreshing, actually, because, I mean, I know I've been involved in the Doom Dock and stuff like that, and this tour's called Doom Japan, but it can get a bit much when everyone's like, Doom, 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 Sludge, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's cool to think of it as just heavy music. I think it's more exciting that way. When you yeah. I, I I wouldn't call anything a doom scene. I just say yeah, you don't like heavy music, music scene. No, not really. I like I like calling it like a heavy music scene. Mm. And uh, you know, doom. I don't know. It's kind of like a 
word which really pigeonholes heavy music. It doesn't I mean some heavy music's really happy, you know. Mm. It's not, it might sound like kind of like like uh, negative or whatever, but it's actually quite uplifting. So it's like the, the exact opposite, really, of that feeling of doom and gloom which people tend to associate with it. Mm. And I cringe when people say to me, What sort of music do you play? I hate saying doom metal. And you go, What? It's like, What the fuck is that? I just, I was, I just say heavy metal now. Mm. I think the thing, yeah, the thing with doom is there's a lot of shit doom around at the moment. Mm. It's a lot of sh- really huge amount of shit stoner in my opinion yeah, yeah. Um, and people just think because they do like a few sabbath riffs they can call it stoner mm-hmm. they call it doom and it's very very lazy yeah. i think i only try to use the word doom or whatever when if it just helps give an identity that like might draw people in mm-hmm. but apart from that it is better to be open-minded and not exclude people with the, with the words that you use so yeah. much and i think that's what's happening in japan mm-hmm. you know it's just this thing where like let's get all the heavy bands together rather than let's restrict it to one sort of genre yeah i mean it 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 is doom metal that's what it is you know you can't get away from that now because it's it's kind of uh it's become that Mm. i mean if you if you strip off the wrapping paper it's heavy music you know but it it, it, obviously for reasons like in the press and Mm. to to sell records to specific target groups you have to package these things up like thrash metal is just fast heavy metal isn't it in a way mm. you know like it's got a name no thrash yeah. I mean what, what 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 is being thrashed nothing really like doom metal is like I don't know it, it's it's such a wide range it, it's it's hard to pigeonhole because some stoner rock bands will have passages where they sound a bit like a doom like Black Sabbath and everyone calls Black Sabbath a doom metal band it's like I don't know and like High and Fire sometimes get called Stoner because Matt Pike like is in sleep and it's like High and Fire or, or a heavy metal band and like you know and out thrash a lot of thrash metal bands sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's so confusing for 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 it's it, it's that it's it's almost like if you have to compartmentalize it, fine. But actually, I think it's cool if you just relax and don't feel the need. I think for musicians it's the worst in it because it's like you're calling my music something that isn't. Yeah. I think for fans it's it's easy and it's good mm-hmm. and it's useful. Yeah. And for journalists as well. But musicians are always like, ah, oh, don't pigeonhole me. I guess. You know, right? I guess they've caught they caught, they give a genre so that you don't get a load of um, New York hardcore fans turning up at Desert Fest London <laughs> and getting really pissed off, <laughs> saying, "Well, you know, when are sick of it all on." You know, we're, well, when an ice pick playing, you know, like I guess there's there are reasons why it's compartmentalized. Mm. Yeah. But I think those reasons almost have more to do with marketing than they do the music itself, yeah. which is fine. It's totally fine. I mean, we're here because people consider us to be part of a, a specific genre that is fashionable at the moment. You know, no one no one asked us to play Japan ten years ago when we weren't part of the doom scene, as they call it. So. It's not done us any harm, so it's it's completely normal. Well, one thing actually we noticed last, I mean, when we played the Nagoya show, Kurikuma, we played like a fairly fast set. That was because I didn't have a kick, double kick pedal, so we kind of had to change what songs we played. We we noticed the crowd reacted pretty well, and they were headbanging and getting into it. And Conan, you got some like mid-tempo songs, aren't you? That's what they were mosh pitting to, I guess. Yeah. And then last night in Osaka, we played a very slow set, like super drawn out. Um, 
and the crowd didn't quite know how to react we felt like you know they were like they wanted to move but there wasn't that there wasn't that like experience there that people might have in the UK where they know exactly how to stand how to dance how to move how to react and that's been interesting because you know it, it feels it's just new and exciting and it's yeah. um, it's fun to convert people, isn't it? Exactly. It's like it's like you probably ex, you probably know what to expect when you play to a crowd in the UK. Yeah. You can kind of play it the way you want. You know, we'll play this song and this will happen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas over here, it's kind of like a, it's it, oh, it could go either way, couldn't it? Like that's how it feels. A different challenge. I think it's fun. Yeah. I think with like as a fan, personally, I I also like, and as someone who writes about music, it's hard to you know step away from those cliches because the reader needs to have something identifiable. Okay. To grab onto, and I think as a fan too, when you know I'm saying, hey, you know, check out this band. Oh, what kind of music are they? Oh, I know they're doom, but kind of doom. Like when I describe Quevna, I'm like, well, they're doom rock, but also kind of like dancey, you know? So yeah, of course, I mean, I think real music fans know that they're just terms, and that the the real thing that matters is the live experience. So you guys played in Nagoya first, and I can't uh, forgive me, I don't actually remember uh, who you guys played with in Nagoya. Amber Vile, because that was a promoters band, wasn't it? Yeah, and Granule. And Granule, because obviously we're on tour with Granule. Amber mm -hmm. um, Vile were cool, they had like Tyco drums, and they actually had no drum set, mm. and that was really, really good to see. Um, and then last night in Osaka we played with Biru Sharma, who actually blew us away, because they had crazy percussion. Very, very Japanese rhythms and things like that. Yeah, very unique. Yeah, very unique. Very Even in Japan, I think. Yeah. And then the uh, kind of percussionist for them, he ran the bar Hokage mm -hmm. in Shinsaibashi. So it was a great night last night. Yeah, it was good. Are there any like favorites that you found so far or heard so far? It's just been them two bands, really. Yeah. I was asleep all the way through the first night, so I couldn't really say. But last night I caused everyone, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's very rare that Jake, our guitarist, actually likes anyone. He's like one of the, he's a music snob, basically, mm -hmm. but he liked Birushan. He was quite blown away by them, so that says something, I think. So when are you guys, you guys are doing three shows, tonight's the last show. Mm -hmm. um, how long are you guys staying in, in Tokyo for? We go home tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's quick. Yeah. We, we go back to Kansai Airport tomorrow and then fly home, so... We've been, Kurokuma have been traveling for 10 days prior to this. Okay. But you guys haven't, so that's why you're a bit jet lagged and shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I feel okay now. I've had some, uh, I've been bought two, uh, two beers off of some, yeah. um, somebody, and uh, I've got some Jack Daniels there from Johnny's pocket. So uh, I'll be okay, I think. But yeah, flying home tomorrow. I'm actually sad to, to be going. Like we, like, we just come off a tour, and then we've had some time off, like about 10 days. So it's almost taken us two shows to really get like in the flow of it, and then we've got our last show, and then we're going home. It kind of mm -hmm. it feels weird because when we tour, we tend to tour for a while. So to do three shows and then have such a long journey home feels like mm -hmm. a shame. Really, I'd rather have maybe done another two or three shows to make it feel more worthwhile. You know? Definitely, these three shows have been a really good introduction. That's the thing. I mean, Hikari from Granual has you know put this together, and he was saying to me today. This is the first time he's done it. I didn't realise. He's never brought a foreign band over. And I said, you know, he's done very, very well. Yeah. And hopefully it will kind of open some kind of channel where he can do it again with more British, American, whatever bands, yeah. bring them over. Because, um, you know, I don't think Japan gets enough of bands from our country, maybe. 
Oh, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. You tend to, you see like posters on the wall and stuff from bands you've never heard of who obviously come over yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the bands who we often knew they were important yeah. in, in the sort of music that we play, it'd be, it'd be cool if they come over mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Kind of make like, you know, this style of music um, more popular yeah. and, you know, create more opportunities. Yeah, start something. I think that's what Hikari intends, you know, mm-hmm. start something here. And um, how did the how did the tour come about? I know Hikari is the is the organ main organizer. Did you guys reach out like throw out a lifeline like we want to go, or did he contact you? Because I've contacted bands before. I'm like, I really like you. Like, do you want to come to Japan? Can't pay for it, but I can help. <laughs> my my recollection was Joe, you, me and Joe played a band called Dos, which is like experimental improvisation, improvised like heavy music, and we we're, we're in the in the process of trying to get that moving again now because we've been held up with mainly me and busy with Conan. But um, my recollection is that you, Joe, messaged me and was saying that um, Rio and Hikari wanted to organise something over here, and would we be into well, it? Is that you, how it happened? I think it w- whatever happened, you said yes. But remind me exactly how it came up. When when we were jamming with Dos once, I'm pretty sure we just got onto the subject of Japan right. and you went, um, we've tried to make it work before, but it's fallen through. Because you were speaking yeah. to Coffins, weren't you? Uh, well, Rio. Yeah, because you were speaking. Yeah. Oh, so it was right, yeah, right, right, well, right. We, we couldn't do the dates that he offered us, so that was, that was our fault, but um, well, and not fault, but you know, it was, he was, uh, he, he'd sorted something, but we couldn't do it. Yeah, and I felt like that was a shame and a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And with my, you know, I speak Japanese, so I thought, why don't I just give it a shot? It'll be a nice little project for me to work on. You know, I've booked tours and gigs in the UK a lot. Um, so I just contacted various people, shot off some messages, and a few people got back to me. And there were times when I thought, this is, you know, this is going to be really tough. So it took about two months to really get to the right person. Uh, Yamad Ryo from Guevna um, introduced me to Hikari eventually after about two months of back and forth with various people and Hikari was like I'm a huge Conan fan I want to make this happen like let's do it and I guess I was like is it okay if Kuma come with and you were like yeah sure so that's pretty much my recollection of what happened but you know it was I think (laughs) you put the idea in my head I put the feelers out and then Hikari solidified it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, a three egg omelette, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. A, a three egg omelette. Um, uh, yeah, Have you had omelette yet? Omelette. Yeah. Um, rice. yeah. Uh, omelette, rice and crab. Yeah, it, the, gravy it's on. the rice in the middle with the, the omelette around the outside. You have a gravy all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had that at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It was really good. Yeah. I'm really hungry. Mate, we, the food has been so good, hasn't it? And like, just that culture of going out after the show and stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Although today we have beef bib and bap, and do you know what? It didn't it let me down. It didn't. Wasn't that? No. Mm, That's not dry. Japanese, is it? No. Oh. A bit dry. Yeah. Sorry. Wasn't all that exciting. Maybe Johnny can say. So you guys have been eating a lot of good food then. Yeah, because food's shit back home, really, isn't it? For the most part. We don't mind. I mean, I sometimes take my son to uh, Wagamama. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then when I when I, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I told uh, Rio that there's a Japanese place called Wagamama, I mean, they pissed themselves off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, selfish, is it? Yeah, I've actually, I, I, I don't eat meat, so I've struggled 
because it's the first time I've been here, like not eating meat and fish. And well, I'm a vegan, so every every day has been a little challenge for me to see what I can find. And I've finally settled on like a, I can go to the Lawson Combini and yeah. get a really nice meal. Yeah, it's it's pretty tough. I'm vegetarian. Oh, there you go. I, I, I don't. I've thought about going vegan, but I'm in I, Japan. It's so difficult. It's expensive and hard. yeah, you need a lot of time yeah. or a lot of money, and I have neither of those. Exactly. So. I'm just like vegetarian is the best I can do yeah, for, for the planet for now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's interesting because uh, I think Rio is kind of one of the he doesn't want to talk about it, but I mean he's he's an awesome guy. But he's definitely uh, him and Guevna have kind of paved the way for the the kind of yeah. slower heavy music, right? I think so. Um, I mean you've known him longer than I have. I am. Um, I've known Rio for a little while, Sorry. and we um, we played uh, Heavy Days in Doomtown, this festival. In, we played heavy, this festival in Copenhagen called Heavy Days in Doomtown, and me and Rio at that point had already worked on um, getting, we, we put a song on a compilation that Rio was involved in, a Japanese release on CD, and we put a song called Beheaded on there. And, um, the first time I met Rio was I think 2014 in uh, in May in Copenhagen, and I've been talking to him on and off since then. And like like we were saying before, we we nearly come over here with, through Rio at one point, and um, it didn't happen for, for one reason or another. But yeah, he's he's he, he obviously had some contacts from his time in coffins, so experience of you know touring through coffins, and um, he's. He's been a really good, like, sort of chaperone for us on these shows so far. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of experience putting together tours and stuff yeah. as well. I think it yeah. helps that he, yeah, he's got that, he's got English ability, mm-hmm. which not everyone has, and he's got that experience hanging out with Western people. It just helps yeah. bridge the gap, doesn't it, and yeah. smooth over any differences, because there are different expectations you'll find. Mm. When you start coming to faraway places, I mean, get sarcasm as well. I think yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll be sarcastic and he'll laugh, and I think, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it though because, like, it is it is good that you know there's still different cultures and that you need people like that because it'd be fucking boring if we're all the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's great to come over here and encounter such different expectations and personalities. So We've, um, you're absolutely right, and uh, there's something I was saying like. We Conan, like we've we've toured America four times in the last four years. We've been to Australia twice, New Zealand on one of those times, and the world was starting to feel very small to me. And then uh, coming over here has like been for the, since I haven't felt like that. Like wow, this is awesome since the first time we went to America, mm. or the first time we went to Australia to to to, feel, to see like a, a completely different like way of life. Mm. All right, the people individually deep down are you know similar wishes and needs as as we do, but like collectively and just the whole country itself and the way things are set up, visually as uh, and, mm. and uh, culturally is um, completely different, and it's it's been amazing. I'm sad to go, but obviously we need to go to go home and get stuff sorted back at home. But um, it's been uh, I can't wait to come back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not long. You were because I remember I actually saw the Facebook post where you guys arrived. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they're here. So yeah, we came two weeks ago and we we chilled in Osaka for like four days. Um, went up to Aomori, like I said, 
um, and yeah, I mean, it's just different way of life, you know, the food's better, the people are polite, the weather's better, we love going to the baths, mm-hmm. like getting naked together now, that's our favourite thing, <laughs> you know, just shit that doesn't happen back home, and back home it's like a grind, but here, obviously we're on holiday, it's different, we've got no responsibilities, but... It's, it's like it's hard to explain to someone if you haven't been to Japan that there's a better way of life possible a higher quality of life a high level of comfort if everyone kind of works together and mm-hmm. nobody's a dick and there's no crime and it just makes you think doesn't it like where did we go wrong <laughs> yeah I mean apart from Yakuza like, yeah. they, they, they do quite a bit of crime well the bad shit's kind of confined to yeah the, they, they look after the crime and no one else does that's fair enough Monopolised yeah. crime over here. Yeah. I was just thinking it's funny because if you went to the baths in England and got naked with all your mates, you'd, you'd probably get arrested, wouldn't you? Well, it's, it's not even, you can't even entertain that thought. It just would not work. Yeah. And, and things like, you know, you can leave your suitcase in the station while you go and buy your tickets and no one's going to run off with it. it it's, you've not got that level of everyone's putting heads and being yeah, antagonistic yeah. the whole time. I think people, people are maybe happier because they're under less pressure in general. They know how to relax over here. I think you know. I think there's, especially in Tokyo, I think there's a lot of pressure. But um, I think there is a high level of public trust, yeah, uh, okay. which I find interesting. Where like people actually respect the commons. So you know, yeah. one of the biggest things I found surprising when I first moved to Tokyo was there's not like in America there's trash cans everywhere. Mm. And there's trash all over the street. Yeah. Here there's not that many trash cans, but there's not trash all over the street yeah. unless yeah. it's like you know, certain places. Again, so. if you tried that in England, there would be rubbish all over the floor, wouldn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. You only got to go to, like, a football game, and the, 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 the place is, is filthy. Mm. Um, I guess it's a culturally, maybe, people are more respectful of you in general. I don't know. Mm. What, I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, there's pros and cons. It's not like Japan is this utopia that everyone should move to, because... England's got a lot of stuff that Japan doesn't have, but day to day, I think life just feels easier and more comfortable. Mm. <laughs> Maybe England's better for writing fucking depressing music. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if we move. I, I think in Tokyo, there's a lot of depression. <laughs> all, all, all our medals work over in England. That's why. <laughs> yeah. All our equipment works. It's the main reason. Now, like most people I know here in Tokyo, like it doesn't matter who you are, you're always busy. Mm. You're always working. It's it's True. it's quite difficult to make plans. Where people make plans like months in advance, yeah. where it's very rare to be like call a friend and be like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing right now? Let's hang out." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's, I and I think that's Tokyo. Tokyo is not representative of all of Japan either. Or I think if you go to Aomori or. You know, Osaka. It's just, it's kind of a slower lifestyle. Definitely. All right. So you guys are finishing the tour. What's next for Conan and Kudokuma? Start with Conan. Start with John. Sorry. Dude. Sorry. Um, well, Conan. We got a tour, a UK tour with Mono Lord in May, and then we got a couple of festivals in um, in in. Uh, well, actually, in August, we're playing uh, Sonic Blast Moledo in Portugal, and then we're playing on Earache stage at Boomtown Festival, which will be cool. <laughs> and weird. I saw and, that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, That's uh, like a dance music festival, normally. Yeah. It's all like steampunk and all weird, but oh, right. Earache had got a stage. Or we're playing with um, 
Soulfly, Napalm Death. <laughs> it's gonna be That's wild. It's gonna be awesome, but like dead weird. Yeah. But um, uh, and then we got like a few days off, and the following weekend we're gonna go over to Ireland and play in uh, Cork, Limerick, and Galway. But then at the end of August, our next album comes out, and then we've got October. We go on tour again. We've got a few festivals. We're gonna tour in between it, in between the festivals, um, it, around Europe. Um, for about two or three weeks, and then beyond that, I don't know right now. Writing any new music, or well, we've we've all, we've finished writing the new album. It comes out the end of August. Okay, excellent. We'll just when we get back from this tour, we gotta to finish off vocals and a few guitar overdubs, and then we're done. Can you tell our listeners or readers if this doesn't go on the podcast about this new album? Um, yeah, it's called Existential Void Guardian, and it's cool as fuck. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing two songs off it off in the set at the moment, so okay. we're just trying to air them out a little bit and try and work out if there's anything glaringly obviously wrong with them. And so far, we've not felt the need to change much. So I think we're, we're on a good track for the rest of it. All right. Mm-hmm. And what's next for Kudokuma? Um, we're actually playing a wedding the weekend that we get back, so that's definitely a first for us. No idea why the Astors, but we're headlining a wedding mm-hmm. in Sheffield. Um, Headline of the wedding. Yeah, and we're actually getting paid more than pretty much any other gig we've ever played. So. Oh wow! Is, are there other bands playing? Um, I think so. Yeah, that's interesting. It's I guess metalhead wedding. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we'll see how that goes. They haven't told us we need to dress up for anything, but no, just be yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on four twenty, we're actually flying out to Iceland to play a gig. Um, there's some cool guys in a band called Godchilla that we've played with before. They're like part of the scene in um, Iceland, and they're showing the Doom Dock, mm-hmm. and we're playing, and Godchilla are playing, and another band called Morpholith. So we can't wait for that. Um, and then this summer we're touring Eastern Europe. We're playing Brutal Assault Festival in Czech Republic, and Rockstar in Romania, and then filling that in with some more dates. And we've also got two releases in the can just an, an EP and uh, a split we've got coming out with a Mexican band called Venom Sabathai um, both on vinyl hopefully so um, yeah we haven't put music out in over a year so we, we need to get that shit out soon that's cool. I don't know you're now Venom Sabathai yeah yeah because we talked with them last year and great guys mm. it's a it's actually a cover but I'm not going to say what it is until we release it but it's not Conan yeah. is it <laughs> it's one of your new ones off your, off your new album. So. <laughs> it, it leaked, I, uh, I leaked it. Recording it live. <laughs> Alright, well I don't want to keep you guys too long. I think we got a, a good a good amount of time here. 27 minutes. Yeah, about 27 minutes, so let's make it a solid 30. I don't want to keep you guys from the rest of the show. I think we're going to come back. You know, even the promoter in Nagoya was saying, like, let's have you back next year and stuff. So, like I say, now this channel is open. It's good. Yeah. Like, put out some roots and then yeah. keep it going. The shows have been really good. I mean, it's like, we come over here, like, lit- literally expecting, like, nothing. You know, we just thought, you know, it'd be cool to play in Japan. We didn't, we didn't, mm. we, we expected a handful of people. That was that. 200 people here today. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And, like, last night was... Johnny and, and myself but jointly and uh, both independently of each other, but we both said at the end of the show like that was one of the that was one of the most fun shows we played 
like I love playing floor shows and I would like there's a stage of sorts tonight and this is a cool venue but floor shows in a small place like yesterday in uh, Osaka was one of my favourite ways to play mm-hmm. it's like having a band practice but everyone's invited sort of thing <laughs> and I, uh, I love that so hopefully tonight it'll feel just as good you know it seems like it's a good crowd and everything so yeah and a 200 for, for Earth Dumps quite a bit not usually we get 200 people here I think it's sold out yeah, yeah. 200 pre-sales he said which uh, was cool the time I was here and there was over 100 about 150 I think was maybe when Castle played okay that was a pretty packed show yeah but we, we know that yeah it's really rare for 200 mm-hmm. I mean I was here two weeks ago and there was maybe 20 people yeah. Who played? And then the bands. It was a local, like industrial band yeah, yeah. Uh, played, and uh, some other local bands played. So, um, that seems like a cool place. Mm. I love when venues are surrounded by food places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, here they are. This is like Korean. Yeah, Korean town. Yeah, yeah. So, but most places you can go down the street, and there's there's something. Oh, mate! Last night in, in in Osaka, literally, uh, we stayed in a capsule hotel. And so in Shinsaibashi in Osaka, and there was the venue, um, Hokage, and then we went back to, we did a sound check, went back to the hotel, literally walked 30 seconds around the corner, we just sat in the jacuzzi, just like, and then it was like five minutes to sound check, we just went up, you know, walked 30 seconds around the corner. I walked past it, I walked past you, didn't I? Yeah, where's the venue? takoyaki, yeah. I thought it was further than that, you know, it's there. Right on the outside, yeah. It was just, it just felt like, oh, this is just so easy. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't it always be like this? Yeah, yeah. Everything's so convenient here. Yeah, definitely. It's so convenient. Yeah. Especially in Tokyo and Osaka and the cities. So, you go to some places like Shizuoka, it's like you have to take a bus to I get anywhere. It's different, yeah. Yeah. All right. But anything, uh, any last words? Anything you guys want to plug? Uh, no, nothing for me. But thank you for talking to us. But, and I want to say that um, the kind of the people that have been making the Doom Doc, we've got Kenny um, there'll be a like tour diary up at some point of, of this tour and just daft shit that we've said to the camera so yeah. look out for that alright yeah we'll have you uh, send me the link yeah it, I don't know when it's going to be out but it's happening so I'd actually like to thank uh, Joe and the boys and, and uh, Rio and Hikari and everyone who's been involved in, in asking us to come over well and, and, and like, likewise same thing you know we've, we've, it's been a big joint effort Alright, well thank you guys for taking the time for this. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll send you the link to it once it's up. If the sound quality is not so good, then uh, we'll put it up as a, as a test.
blank, blank screen. Ugh, I've got a wedgie. This is all great content, guys. Real dynamite <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been uh, talking about how season three of Call of Radio, we're going to talk more about uh, Japanese wrestling, and just wrestling in particular, because it's all the kids seem mm-hmm. to be into it. And Jared told me you're going to a gym and, like, training to do wrestling? Yeah, I do it. Um, I got, um, you know, I got little boobies now from pumping the iron. Hell yeah. Very, Ooh. I my budding breasts. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Finally becoming a woman. I lines every few days. Very fun. It's very exciting. Been practicing backflips. Also fun and exciting. A little bit throw-uppy, but it's fine. Whoa. Uh, a yeah, little you th- do all sorts of stuff in this wrestling. A little, a little throw-uppy? Mm, it's uh, dizzying. Ah, okay. So for our American listeners who don't understand Australian, it means that you get nauseous. I think nauseous. throw up is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's speaking. It's not. This isn't like the multiple uh, Australian lingo that I don't understand. I work with an Australian guy who. Uh, what's what's the word for like a flatbed truck that Australians use? It's like oot or something like that. <laughs> A ute. A ute. That's the one. That's the Australian accent, like mid between a burp. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, it's been what, three months since the tour? It's been. It's been three months since the last <laughs> Sorry, like, that's another song coming back. Uh, yeah, it's been three months. It's been a very sad three months. I miss you guys. Oh, we miss you too. Oh, I was a blast having you here. It was yeah. great times. We wish you would come back. We will. It's a guarantee. Ah. You gotta have some two electric boogaloo. I-, I hope so. Tell me more about the wrestling. How did you get into it? Is it oh, open yeah, to anyone? You just you just go to the gym and you're like, hey, I want to wrestle. And... <laughs> you just walk up to guys and wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Any size, any shape. You gotta learn to wrestle anyone. So, do you have a T-shirt yet that says like "World's Greatest Wrestler"? Um, yeah, actually, it's got a Kenny Omega on it. He's my favorite right now. Okay. Um, he knows he's the best wrestler. He he is the best wrestler, and he's a big fat nerd who often goes to the Capcom uh, tournaments. Mm-hmm. So he competes Street Fighter and Tekken, whatever. Oh no, that's and, interesting. And he's, he's incredible, he's really incredible. And he's an Australian wrestler. Uh, Canadian. Oh, okay. I think all the best wrestlers are Japanese or Canadian, as far as I can tell. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's what I hear online. Uh, you know, wrestling's so popular in the U.S. again, and uh, Japanese wrestling in particular is very popular. Hmm. Which I'm happy to hear, I guess. Yeah. It deserves yeah, more recognition, right? Now, when you guys were here, you actually went to a, a, a wrestling match, didn't you? Uh, yes, we went to Gambare, which is a subsection of DDT wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like a really good company that's more character based than like flips and stuff. So there's this one guy who's giving was I'm divorced. And <laughs> you. So like I really wanted to get that shirt, but I didn't get that shirt because my wife wouldn't be very happy. So, <laughs> Wait, does, does yeah, the shirt just great. say I'm divorced? What? I'm divorced and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so um. We can- it was the same sentence, or if it was two separate entities, which is <laughs> all one, all one word. I'm divorced. Fuck you. <laughs> that, that's a good hook for a wrestler. Yeah. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah. How how was how was the match? Other than the the, oh. the divorced guy. Damn, damn, 
fine. Damn, damn fine wrestling. I've ever done seen some. Were there... Yeah, no, it was, great. it was very, like, I don't know, like very cops in the middle of the ring, which everyone loves. You just hit each other really hard and you go, hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh, this lady wrestler, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't actually tell what her name was, but she debuted. It was her first match against three other people, and there were so many screamers that they, like, couldn't move for two minutes. It was the best. Were there any, like, standout matches that you watched? Any, like, matches that, like, are, you remember as being especially good? Ooh, well, the top of the club is uh, Oka, who's, like, this Bruce Springsteen-looking guy. Uh, walks in, he's, all, he, like, he's from Factory or something, I'm not sure. He's a man of the people. And he <clears throat> went up against Brother Yoshi, who's, who's like, a Japanese Bob Marley. And he uses his dreadlocks to choke and lift people. Nice. So, look, Bruce Springsteen versus Bob Marley is never a match that I thought I'd want to see. But it was perfect. <laughs> so did uh, Springsteen get choked by the dreadlocks? He did. And then after the match, which he lost, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, sorry, for three months ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he lost. And then this other guy from a different promotion comes in and beats him up. And he was like, this promotion sucks and you all suck. Now oh. people are crying. It was crazy. <laughs> people <Amazing>. were crying. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> Australia also has a little bit of a... a a lot of aus, uh, I was gonna say Australians. <laughs> a lot this of is uh, true. a lot of like wrestling leagues as well, right? Kinda. It's uh, uh, look, I don't know much about the outside of Queensland stuff, but I hear it does really, really well, particularly Sydney, Adelaide, and Melbourne. Okay. Um, yeah, like I, I really like it here because it suits how silly we are as a people. So yeah, it's just an excuse to do really dumb shit in front of a small amount of people. I think. There was a man, and he's like, hey, I've got a grenade. And the other five guys in the ring are like, no, you don't. That's ridiculous. And then he threw it to them, and they're like, oh, and this guy caught it. So then he had to pretend there was a grenade. And then eventually when the grenade went off, they all got, like, blown up, and they had to throw themselves on the ground. Were there any practical effects, or was it, like, straight up? That's like, it? it blew up, and yeah. everyone falls down. Theater of the mind, they call it. Uh, <laughs> Theater of the mind. <laughs> truly great, uh, truly great graphics from <laughs> Well, so I think Aaron was asking, what it, what is your workout routine like? Yeah. Um, what they call it, cardio funny. Someone told me that the other day. I don't know, that sounds like a sex thing, but, um, yeah, it's like, I do lots of cardio, burpees and stuff. What else is cool? Hot knees that make me feel sad. Uh, running around, lifting some weights. <laughs> Trying to do like more weights, low reps, so that way I'll, get, I'll look tough. Oh yeah, mass. So you get like really get big. Mass. Yeah, go cultivate mass. Are you are you are you eating enough to support this new exercise regime? You know, I don't count or anything. Um, Amber knows what's going on. My beautiful wife, who's currently cooking some kind of curried sausage that we're trying to figure out. Hmm. Um, but yeah, lots of tofu, lots of lots of miso stew because you put more tofu in the miso stew. I do love miso and tofu. Oh, this guy called Tempe? Have you had Tempe? Oh, yes. Tempe bacon is the best. That's my that's my dude. Oh, hell Fry yeah. it up oh, a little bit. Yes. Grill it up. Yeah, you guys were here three months ago. Any highlights from the from the tour? Probably whenever you took us out, which was many, many times. Mm. <laughs> we got stinking drunk. Mm -hmm. um, screaming with all the other guys from the bands. Mm -hmm. So, finding out what Izakaya was, 
and they're trying to explain to people why it's so good. It's like you're in a big room, and everyone's yelling, but people don't normally yell. So then you order lots of little fish, and then the beer just turns <laughs> up, and then you yell about the beer, and then you go outside, and and I don't remember what happened after that point, but it was great. <laughs> I woke up and I felt horrible. <laughs> it's a pretty good uh, summation of what an izakaya is. <laughs> yeah, that is basically what an izakaya is. <laughs> Probably the other highlight would be the sheer joy of El Puente. Like, she, as just like a cosmic human being who floats around being wonderful, <laughs> big highlight. <laughs> That's uh, a good yeah, way to Instagram describe him. me so much, so much happiness every day. <laughs> playing, playing with self-deconstruction, that's a bucket list ticked off. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome show. Yeah. It was funny, because you guys, I thought about you guys, I thought about that show today, because I, I went to the record, record shop, because um, yesterday was payday, and I saw the Abnormal CD. And you guys played with them that night. Yeah, hell yeah, the Misfits band. Yeah, that was my first time seeing them. Yeah, I remember, like, me and you, like, what were you saying? It was kind of like a Misfits meet, meets, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but I, I do remember. this folder, and I still haven't uploaded half of it, because it's like... <laughs> Just me in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> then I found out there's an Instagram account called Japanese Heavy Metal Toilet. Which yeah. Is oh, yeah. Our, our, our friend Tom. Tom Giles yeah. from uh, Worship Pain runs that. Oh, my God. Shout out to Tom. I love it. <laughs> Everything I need. Those toilets are, are, are perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very strange artistic outlet for Tom. <laughs> but he got a shout out on Cult Nation, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he made I it big. It. He's, yeah. a, he's a big Ooh. deal now. I don't know. Will he sure. have time for our podcast? Right. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Well, I'm so in a toilet in uh, Akihabara. Like, are we... Look, how, how crazy is it that we wipe out butts when you can use a bidet? Like, imagine if the whole world used bidets. Oh, the world would be so much better and cleaner. At least people's butts would be cleaner. I, I would kiss a bidet butt. I would not kiss a wiped butt. I would prefer a bidet butt. Well, I so mean, it, if we're getting into eating ass Yeah, now. if we're, if we're in <laughs> real eating ass hours now. So you guys, uh, <laughs> you still got that high from your workout, from your wrestling game. Mm. Your wrestling yeah. sports game. My wrestling, <laughs> my wrestling game's getting good. I learned how to scoop slam and suplex. I learned how to do lots of arm drags. It's where the guy tries to punch you, but you grab his whole arm and throw him over you like a, like a ac- acrobatic thing. Oh, that's Hell fun. yeah. I would love to do that. In fact, I've, I've thought about doing that. But they, I don't think they have any gyms in Tokyo that are, like, open to the public. Dude, there would be. There'd be a, there's the Young Lions program that New Japan do. Like, you have to be fit as hell, but you can go in and, and try. Well, I'm, not, I'm not fit as hell. Certainly not. I have, like, man boobs and... The average bear. I mean, I, I look okay when I have clothes on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I filled them out okay, I guess. So, yeah, I remember, yeah, El Puente show, too, was... Uh, I remember I was really sad after that show. It's like the end of summer yeah. camp? Yeah, it was like it was like the end of summer camp, and it was it was like Funeral Moth played, Lifeblood, uh, who else? Floaters. Did anybody else play? I think that was it, and then you guys. And it was such yeah, a... It was such a fitting ending to the tour. Because, yeah, walking out of the toilet and funeral moth is... No. Mm-hmm. No, life club was first. That's right. And I was just like, oh, show, hey, stop it. Mm-hmm. Kill it. 
<laughs> my feelings. Good God. It's a lot of rips coming out of one guy. Like, it really works me when three pieces sound so big. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dummy, you can't play that many notes. That's, that's two guitarists <laughs> worth of notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's very talented. And I like how, even though they're so pared down, like, their sound as as a band is, is really pared down compared to a lot of, you know, other black metal and doom bands, but it, it just works so well, and it's so beautifully Yeah, we've been crafted. geeking out about, uh, about Lifeblood, right? We've yeah. Talking about them, like, the last week. Yeah. Loving it. So, Aaron Aaron first saw, it was first time seeing them was last Friday, because uh, uh, we played with them. Yeah, it was just beautiful. Oh. Yeah, oh my god. But the weird part is, I've known Shohei for... A while now. I've, I like. I see him at events, and he always says hi. I don't know if he's just practicing his English or if we've actually met and conversed on some occasion. I can't remember. But I had never heard his band until like last week. Are you guys, you guys met at the at least at the the ha- uh, grind hanami that Kubene put on. Oh yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's where I met him, and I was I was trash, but he was like my best friend that day. So. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a beautiful ending to the tour. Just putting out their albums soon. Is there someone who's just putting out their albums soon after like three or four years? Who is I think it? I saw it on Facebook. It's someone who has the original Coffin Spe- Was it Nepenthes? Hmm. They do have a new album, but they put out one not long ago as well. Yeah, Nepenthes has a new one. New one. There he is. Um, and that's Confusion. And then you're thinking of Floaters. Floaters just came out, or is coming out with a new one. There he is. Floaters. Oh, thank you. Is that is that the one you're thinking of? I certainly am. Yep. If I put two facts together, I combine them to make a super fact. Yep, <laughs> that is a super fact. Yeah, actually, the, the, the Floaters CD is, is prime. Is very prime. I was fortunate enough to get a promo, promo copy of that. Hmm. Um... And it's it's very good. It's it's yeah, as good really. as you would expect after seeing them live. Sounds like whiskey. <clears throat> it is basically. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they drink a lot. They work at Thrash Zone. Oh boy! Like Mosa and the guitarist, they both work <laughs> at Thrash Zone. Maybe the drummer too. They might just be the Thrash Zone guys and the Floaters guys. What exactly is Thrash Zone, Jared? Thrash Zone is a heavy metal craft beer bar in Yokohama. I wanted to bring you guys there, but we didn't make it in time. But next time, definitely. Uh, There's a wizard the fucking Yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be awesome. Um, mm. But yeah, it's great, but like they have an IPA, it's called Speed Kills. Oh yeah, it's like their signature. Oh yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Did you ever watch that movie? Like, well, I say movie, the Michelangelo Basio Speed Kills like video? No. Oh, dude, because it's, it's an instructional video for guitar from the 80s, and the dude MAV, like, is, like, the most typical, like, Fred guitar dude, and he's, like, famous because he has this four-neck guitar that, like, <laughs> in one of the one of the videos, Freight Train, you gotta watch, yeah, like, must watch, comes out of a reverse explosion, and then he plays, like, every neck of the guitar by spinning it around his crotch. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> hey, what do you mean, reverse explosion? I'm assuming, I'm hoping they didn't actually explode the guitar, but they have footage of an explosion and it gets like, it goes from like big, down to little, and then the guitar falls down from it. Ah. Uh, that makes sense. I think I understand. 
<laughs> I think. I think I get it. I think I get it. We should ask some more questions about Australian wrestling. Yeah, what? I don't know. I don't know anything about Australian wrestling. Yeah, what are the big names? <laughs> who are the who, who are, are the, the main people? people? What's the no, no. Uh, well, the thing is, what's really cool? What's really cool is that some of the biggest names from Australian wrestling that have gone overseas uh, are the ladies. So, for example, um, Peyton Royce. Um, there's like three or four names: Tony Storm, um, two other like big name girls. Um, two of which I think are from Sydney have like made it big in the WWE and you'll see them on TV like all the goddamn time oh wow hey, yeah, no, it's yeah. wrestling I will say is still very sexist like to its core like the booking of shows uh, it's implied that like you can't have um, like mixed gender shows because and like arguably that's correct because you can't have like depictions of male violence against women ah like, okay don't do it well then it looks really 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 bad so, yeah, it's easy yeah, to take it, a wrong step there, I bet. Yeah, and that's that's an argument against. But it's like you should try. You should try to have like work towards like more female wrestling and get that on board so that we can, you know, mm-hmm. finally get some more female uh, wrestlers because it's thick. And it, like it like skill wise, like it's exactly on par. Like the female wrestling you'll see these days is bullshit good. Like really good. Whereas it used to be just China in the 90s just knocking people out with it with our skitties yeah. which was fine but now we get clips as well alright sorry I saw a picture of a toilet with just like a tattooed butt on a calendar <laughs> I think that was one of the Izakais we went to probably no actually like uh, yeah, yeah our friend Heidi who came with you came with you guys to the on the tour I think it was her she recently posted something about she went to a a, uh, a wrestling show and she was quite disgusted by the crowd's reaction to one of the wrestlers do you know anything about that uh whereabouts was that I don't know doesn't she in live in Brisbane US, no this was in Brisbane this is your friend Heidi right oh yeah that's Courtney Courtney, <laughs> that's right. Courtney. yeah but Courtney said something about that like do you, do you know anything about yeah, that this guy like is an absolute hell man like his name's Tim Cade and they gave him the storyline where it was meant to be like, uh, oh, there's nothing you can do, general manager. I'm going to kiss your wife. I'm going to take away your wife from you, and I'm going to kiss her. Except he replaced kiss with a bunch of other words. And, um, yeah, it really didn't go over well. Yeah, and then he added daughter to the mix. It was bad. Um, and it wasn't approved. So, yeah, he got banned. He got banned from uh, AWA okay. Wrestling, which is one that... Oh I'm wow! With. That's my boys. Very good boys. Okay, so those, so those are the guys who basically put on the show, or they're they're wrestling in this this organization or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's called a promotion. When you're a wrestler, it's called a promotion. Oh, promotion! <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's like, they use. Like <laughs> you're like one of the guys now. Like next time I see you, it'll be on TV as a wrestler. Yeah, you're gonna be talking Ooh. about heel turns and. Oh man, I, I'm either going to be a very strong heel or a very strong face. There's 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 potential for either when you have a stupid mustache. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, we, we were talking about it last week, actually. Yeah. How, like I'm whenever I'm on vacation, I grow a mustache because I look silly with one. And I we were talking about how like your look. You see someone with your look, and you think you better have the balls to back up that look, buddy. But you do. Like you, you, you bring it. You, I mean. Like no no one's left wanting more after you come through, or maybe we do want more. I'll, I'll, I'll 
dude, any high five. The whole situation when I come into a room. <laughs> I will do all the high fives. <laughs> Are we high fiving? Yes. <laughs> so are other promotions generally pretty progressive? I have to say, as a general thing, it's pretty like regional as well. So you got like Australia, Japan, the UK, United States, Canada, and you can like tour um, in a fashion if you're a good enough wrestler and well known. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tour in the circuit. Mm-hmm. So then you sort of have storylines that work around that. Like this guy just turns up, and everyone's like, oh. Uh, it's our favorite guy versus this big mean guy from somewhere else. Uh, boo! Boo! <laughs> like, generally, it's a heel, a foreign heel comes in, and you say things like, I hate Oklahoma! People from Oklahoma are stupid! <laughs> and they go, whoa! And that works out really well. Um, yeah, so you can do that, or you can, for the, like, out of nowhere, just blow the fans by having the belt leave the city. Because mm-hmm. if, if that guy wins, if the belt's on the line, the, the belt goes with that guy. And if that guy's a real dick about it, like, he can just be like, nope, I'm not coming back to the city for a while. Your championship belt now lives over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I still have yet to wrap my head around it. So is that, like, a choice, or is that more of, like, promotions creating drama? Well, it gets so weird because it's such a mix of, like, reality and, and like, forced, like, creative drama that sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets so beautiful because there'll be all this backstage politics that you hear about and you're like, oh, that's weird. Then you'll see it on the screen and you're like, oh my God, you guys are like airing dirty laundry in front of like millions of people. That's so weird. <laughs> wow, that's that's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mm. crazy. Like back in the 90s, uh, Matt Hardy um, was dating Lita. You remember Lita from DX? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, was she in DX? I'm not sure. Anyhow, he was he was for real dating Linda, and then she cheated on him with Edge, and then they had like a bit of a bit between him and Edge, and then like when he came back to WWE, they made a storyline out of it, and they made them wrestle against each other. Wow. So like, hey, you know, that girlfriend that you legitimately super sore about, like he's gonna be over there saying horrible things to you, <laughs> and you're gonna have to fight this guy that's just come and stole your girlfriend. But don't hurt him. He's very important. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I remember Edge. That dude had, like, 60 teeth. That guy had so many teeth in his fucking head. Didn't he, though? Yeah. He's in the biz. He's got a really good podcast. Him and Christian. Uh, it's called EMC's Podcast of Awesomeness. And they just talk nothing. Like, just absolute trash for an <laughs> hour. <laughs> nice. Basically, he's just hanging out with his friends. Yeah, it's really sweet, because he's got this thing called spinal stenosis, where... Like, they suspect that lots of lots of knocks to the heads might not be so good for your body, and um, it forces your spine to get to a tiny little narrow hole, such that perhaps one day it will just internally decapitate. Yeah. As we saw one day in Japan, mm-hmm. where one of the biggest names in the game, who I can't remember right now, I was elongating that sentence so I could maybe just, just stall for time, but anyhow, this guy, just in the middle of the ring, got decapitated, but his head didn't come off. I think I watched that match. I think, yeah, me and when Adam was living with me, like, because he's really big into Japanese wrestling, I think he made me watch that match. Wait, so he was, like, internally decapitated? Mm hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, so his head would have just been, like, flopping around? Oh, that'd be weird. Well, he was was on the ground. Oh. He just looked like he was, like, knocked unconscious. Okay. Just having a problem. Yeah. So, but then he just never got up. 
Well, or no, was, he was uh, still alive, but like he died. He died later in the hospital. So he was he was still alive. Oh, so he he had a living nightmare to deal with for a few hours before he died. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that. Oof. Like I've seen one thing, which was the the Bjork stupid fan, where someone just kind of like rocks back and forth for a while, and then they shoot themselves in the head. That's the <laughs> only thing I've seen. That's probably going to be me later tonight after drinking more beer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch it, Jack. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, you've been to any good shows in Australia recently? I've not been out much because of all the wrestling. But I've been drinking less, which is good. Hmm. But I'm a little disconnected from my music, which is bad. Last good thing I saw. No. No, I've been in my house this whole time. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an NPC. I just walk around saying, like, oh, guys, blue today. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping busy, that's good. Lovely weather today, isn't it? Oh, I just love this city and this time of the year. <laughs> I've heard a rumor that there's a dragon sword to my left. <laughs> Ten paces. <laughs> that's right, but uh, I think you, you, you were saying on uh, on chat that you guys are still jamming pretty regularly, except for the other day where you are like, yeah, man, it was just too hot, and we just got high and just like <laughs> we were supposed to jam but we just hung out and there was no aircon so Luke would actually like nearly pass out so we had to stop oh man <laughs> well um, we were working on covers for a bit there, but then we started working on original music again so we got some yeah like life's very good when Luke was pocket we got a lot of good riffs we got some very good ideas um I will say that fucking uh What's that, that Bell Witch album has oh. been a huge influence on me in my life. It was like Mirror Reaper? Yeah, like oh. literally the best album cover and like the best background music to all of my life. I'm just walking around feeling like this fucking 100 foot tall creature that's just going to get this little dude. And coming out of the mirror. Going to get him. Oh, that is such a good album. I remember when Matt was here, we got it was we were wasted after I think Saturday night. Oh, how was Matt visit? That that would have been so much fun. Yeah, and it was we were just listening to it and talking till like three or four o'clock in the morning. Till finally, I was just like, "Dude, I need to sleep. And you need to sleep. We need to sleep. Let's sleep now." So, but yeah, it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful album. That is a very listenable album, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those where it's it's, it's beautiful songwriting. It's it's still it's very heavy beautiful but it's very accessible I think to non-fans as well so I mean I feel like if I sent it to my dad who doesn't listen to you know any of this sort of he'd just be like oh that's this is really good so yeah exactly you know it, it is is definitely very accessible in that way I think yeah it's a dad show you use that terminology oh it's a dad show I'm gonna show my dad <laughs> So, like, yeah, that's, uh, you guys, you were saying before you guys were going to do a, uh, a covers album, but now you're doing original material again. Yeah, we're very uh, easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole band could very much benefit from Riddler, but we haven't been diagnosed. So, uh, no Riddler for Um I will say, though, the cover we did do, we, we practiced Silver Chairs Free, and it did sound tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to look at more tough with well, like um, that album by like you know that band Wrong from the states, like all caps, just wrong. No. 
Oh god, it's it's super good. It sounds like like the best of like don't hear me. Sounds like Helmet. Okay. Yeah, so Helmet if it was good, like okay, <laughs> really ignorant like wrists, and then you get these big soaring guitar solos in between. Like it, it's really mm. it's really freaking good. So you guys were covering one of their songs. Uh, well, it sounded like that. That's what we were trying to channel. And I think we'll try and channel that with some future stuff as well. Hmm. So try to get really funerally and tough. So like the most built often man you've ever seen. So like your soundtrack, basically. Yeah. As long as it fits with the mustache. We have no complaints from Kala. I mean, uh, given the tick of approval that I'm allowed to write my own theme music, so I'm going to have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do I sound like? Well, yeah. I mean, you could you could do that. They'd probably let you do that. Where you're like, okay, this is this is my theme song. This is my walk-in music. Yeah. So, like lyrics. Because <laughs> 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 everyone goes like at at all shows like wrestling or otherwise, they always come up to me and they're like, "You look like Weird Al Yankovic." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I love Weird Al Yankovic." But how would Weird Al Yankovic wrestle? Like, what would he do? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I feel like he'd be really wacky. Um, mm. Rubber chicken, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, rubber chicken. Also, that he'd have that move where he honks your nose like your annoying uncle. Oh man, uh, Genki Sudo. Oh man, did you ever see any of Genki Sudo? He's mm-hmm. a, uh, any of his entrances? No. Oh man, this guy. He he would like have like a clear white mask and then like a KFC bucket on his head, but there was like a like a CO two <laughs> cartridge in the bucket that would shoot out like smoke. <laughs> And because he was a dancer as well as an MMA fighter, he would, like, do all this crazy dancing all the way down into, like... And he would have, like, backup dancers as, with his walk-in. And they would get in the ring. And, like, he was a talented fighter, but, like, like his whole time, he was, like... He was just trying to do, like, Bruce Lee moves to see if they would work. <laughs> he would do, like, pro wrestling moves in an MMA match. He would literally do, like, a backflip off the ropes and, like, try to do, like, a spin kick afterwards. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? He literally picked a dude up by his legs and, like, did a tornado, like, spun him around and threw him. Like, it, these are not... Oh, that's a bad swing. That's oh. uh, one of the most famous, like, Japanese moves is the, the giant swing from uh, Giant Baba. He used to book all the shows. I was at the when you grab my legs and you fall back and kind of like catapult them over your head. Is that what that is? I just swing them around. It's like the most. <laughs> you just pick a guy up by his legs. You swim it. Just swing until your boat's really dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite move is the Alabama Slammer, where you pick a guy up by the legs and he's behind you. But let me think about that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta think about that. How's that work? Yeah, yeah. You pick him up by the legs, he's behind you, and you're like, uh, and by the legs over you, like the back of your shoulders, right? Imagine that, like a backpack. Right, right. And then you throw the whole man <laughs> onto the ground like a pancake. Oh no! Okay, I got it. I got it in my head. Wow. Are you are you are you throwing him forward or just back behind you? I wish I had a camera right now. But it's like, okay, so like, holding like a backpack. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna go to school. Hey, throw your backpack. Ah, no, okay. Oh, I understand. Yeah, okay. Guys, hold on. Are, okay. are you, can you see us here? Like, so, like, I'm. Jared picks me up, so my legs are like this. And then I'm just like, and I go over. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, okay. it. I've never taken off a backpack like that. Well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, uh, when are you guys coming back to Japan? What do you miss? Answer hazy. I miss 
the delicious food, constantly being full until I'm very suddenly hungry because of the high carb diet. I miss um, surprisingly comfortable Airbnbs. I miss making exciting friends. Hmm. What else do I miss? I don't miss the charging ports. You guys have like the smallest electricity ports ever. I can't fit my stupid ass giant phone charger on anything. Um, and I don't miss. No, the weather's perfect. How can I talk to you on that? Everything, oh. everything else, perfect. Now the weather's horrible, so Tokyo yeah. summer, Tokyo winter is the worst. We've had phenomenal weather this week. It's been sunny, like, every day for the last, like, nine days. I mean, cold, but it's been clear skies. The weather's horrible. <laughs> right, well, I mean, we're at Golden Week in, in five months coming up. Speaking of which, I should check the weather. So when are you guys coming back? Everybody wants to know. I'm sure. Um, answer hazy. This <laughs> 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 sometime next year, but... Yet to be figured out. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap this up. Thank you for coming on for this short segment. Yeah. Well, thank you. You think that's good? I'm not wearing any pants. Nice. <laughs> Damn, we should have started <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will uh, We'll have you on again sometime soon. Feel free to call in whenever. Yeah. Yeah, just call in randomly. Just call in randomly. I'll make sure my yeah. Skype's on just for you. <laughs> I'll be like, we're recording tonight, call in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out a webcam, I'll get like an elaborate like six camera setup. you can get all the dramatic cuts, like, <laughs> with all, like uh, J.J. Abrams session. <laughs> well, you, you gotta get some video of your wrestling training, we make a documentary, a day in the life. A picture of me doing a bump, Yeah. Me throw yourself in the ground as so as you can. Nice, nice. You should send I'll that to us. That. <laughs> Please do. Instead of send nudes, just say send bumps. As hard as you can, I need to see it. <laughs> you, have, you have to send it to us. Alright. Uh, anything you want to plug while we got you on the line? Huh? Anything you want to plug? Uh, any wrestling stuff or music stuff you want to put out there? Uh, very important. I just found out. Uh, there's Oddworld, New and Tasty, which is Abe's Odyssey, completely remade again. So you play the original classic with perfect graphics and sound. Um, the team has a great effort to re-record most of the sound, in fact. And uh, it's it's really good. I've been playing that for like three days. And uh, uh, the Torment Tides of Numeria uh, is a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment, one of my favorite games of all time. So that's also very important right now. Yeah. That's, that's the things I'm going to plug. I choose nothing else. <laughs> no no personal projects. Just well done. Well done. Uh, smoke weed or don't. You know, like yeah. sometimes you have a busy day, you shouldn't smoke weed when you got stuff to do. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's got stuff. I don't have plug. stuff. I have a mustache. I see that. I was going to ask about that because you've been in the periphery this whole time. Yeah, that's, uh, I can only do it on vacation. I, I know if I go back into work, I, I wouldn't be able to face the kids. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have the strength to pull it off <laughs> but I, I want this to be my look oh just point and laugh as they always do whenever like any micro any minuscule change happens but uh, I'm starting grad school this year so I think this is going to be my look big messy hair and a mustache that's going to be my look 2018 you can't go for the Karl, Karl Marx no, I can't grow a beard that well. It just doesn't it doesn't fill in. I ain't got the cheek meat for it. Yeah, but I mean once it gets long enough it doesn't matter. 
I don't know if it would. That's what I did. Like, look. And, and you're no Karl Marx, sir. Not with that attitude, I'm not. <laughs> and with that, let's close this episode of Call Radio up. Uh, follow Nick on Twitter at... Hold on. Left Hand Pooch. Left Hand Pooch. This is, you can follow us, JP on all of the things, or online at Kala.jp. We have a Patreon, and no prizes. So, also, uh, uh, Lizard Wizards, you guys got a band camp, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, check them out. They're an awesome band. If, you, if you're in Australia, 